0: Ladies and gentlemen, today we have a very special guest. His name is Aaron McCormack, and he's an author, an artist, an entrepreneur, and an international speaker whose path to success and fulfillment defies societal norms and expectations in nearly every way. Raised by a single mother on the south side of Chicago, McCormick, since the age of 23, has been one of the world's leading technology business information transformation sales executives, earning millions and raising numerous awards and distinctions. In fact, when he was with IBM, he won the prestigious award, Best of IBM, that's only given to 1% of 400,000 employees. But you know, Aaron didn't stop there. He's founded several companies, earned an MBA from a top business school, and he kept on going to keep his skills at the top level and, and kept his, but at the same time, he didn't do it to hurt himself, but he raised himself to a new level. Welcome, Aaron.
1: Hi, Dr. Leica. thank you for having me.
0: Well, Aaron, A person of your background didn't get there without climbing a mountain of adversity. How did you get there?
1: Well, that's a loaded question. Um, Essentially by following what's inside of me uh, and not really being in conflict within, you know, a lot of people tend to place a lot of emphasis on making sure that they are what they are supposed to be. I use my, quote brackets my hand, supposed to be, or expected to be, or what's in fashion to be, all those sorts of things. And I just have naturally been focused on not being in conflict within. I have to be able to do something that genuinely resonates within, brings me joy, um, and if possible, also does the, the second most important thing besides our own journey is affecting others. So fulfillment of others and We're all relational creatures. That's important, too. So a huge, uh, uh, you know, um, blessing would be being able to follow your inner truth. That's the biggest thing for me.
0: And the reason I ask this is you were in a fundamentalist Christian cult and, and you had to break away from it. Which, which is one of the hardest things in the world to do because there's your whole, whole, there's your family, there's your friends, there's everybody around you. How did you end
1: up doing that? You know, it, um, everything is a journey. Uh, and, and in the process, the whole time that I was in it, I've always had a space within me that was open to it not being the truth. You have to have some measure of if you're seeking truth, then there has to be truth within you in the in the actual search. And I would say things that no one else ever really said. Right. Like I would say, if anyone ever showed me or if I found out that this religion was in conflict with the Bible or in conflict with God, um, then I would I would have to keep on searching. I feel like we all we all were created. There's no question. We don't we don't know who did it. We can all get into religion and we all have biases and all these different belief systems, but certainly there's too much intelligent design in us. And so there's a general belief and expectation that we were created. But the question is, uh, are you in alignment with a force that is actually promoting good? And so once I learned that it actually was sequestering, if you will, was suppressing of all of the humans that were within it, I mean, it took away everything that makes a person um, have individuality, have a purpose. Why are they here? Uh, all that sort of stuff. So when I when I re- kind of deduced that there was a, a rat, as they say, a smelly rat, um, it was pretty easy for me. Whereas most, it is definitely not. They say it's like a roach hotel, right? You check in and you don't check out, right? That's That's the grip of any sort of cult for that matter. And it's a totalitarian form of government where you're either in or you 're completely out, and so you lose a magnitude of of um value in your life, your family, and so much that you lose and so um, but again uh i can 't be in total conflict with myself that 's not a mantra that i 've created uh, it 's just how i 've always been wired and it's something that I can look back on in my life and see the thread and so that's just it, it kind of came naturally once I allowed myself to embrace. The things that my inner self was already telling me, but I was denying, so to speak, like we all tend to do. We all tend to run from what we can feel is the truth. We know it's the truth, but we kind of don't want to face it. And so we're actually running from ourselves. And that's our biggest enemy in every aspect of life, whether it be business or relationships, you name it. It's all about our own self and our, our awareness of ourselves.
0: So so when you became part of this cult, was that because your parents were part of it or, or did you get seduced into it as a young man?
1: Totally because my parents. I was born into it. I mean, there's, you know, in my natural makeup, there's nothing that would have led me to something like that. I'm, as you've seen, I'm completely out of the box uh, just by a little bit of my bio there. Just everything is uh, completely self-anchored um, and I would not have been there. So I was born and raised in it. Yes.
0: Okay. Well, that makes sense. then. As I say, I just commend you for your courage to step outside the box because that is a very, very, very difficult thing to do. But at the same time, you grew, you grew as a business person, you grew as an entrepreneur, you grew as a person that made several companies, you know, you kept on growing. Is that something that Aaron McCormick's all about as well?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. Not necessarily materially, although I have good tastes, as I would say. Right, I can I can find ways to spend money that would be nice, but that's never really been what wires me. Um, I, I would say just um, not feeling very boxy in general, in every aspect. We're, the topic, whatever it is we're discussing with friends, you name it. I'm very fluid. I tend to be open to all possibilities um, and I'm very inquisitive naturally. And so that has led me to um, also not feel uh, limited. Um, I, I've always felt that, you know, um, you are what you make. You are what you apply yourself to. You are what you enjoy. Uh, and so I, I've um, naturally just, Evolved, and I've just kind of flowed, gone with the flow, so to speak, of life. Excellent, excellent, Aaron. If you had,
0: if you met your younger self on the street, what advice would you give your
1: younger self? Advice Um, would probably tell me things that I, as we all do, we try to accelerate time. So I tell myself things that I've come to know that. I maybe didn't consciously know or wasn't aware of at the time. And that is, um, wherever you are is where you're supposed to be. Um, you are here. All humans are here as a uh, kind of a journey for themselves. Like we all know that we know this, but we may not consciously have connected the dots. We as humans defy the physical makeup that we are, um, Meaning the physical situation you're in monetarily, the physical disposition looks you name it just everything physical that you are since you were born, and what your essence is are two different things so your your essence is the the real you and is completely unlimited, whereas the physical aspect of you you've been taught to believe that everything is what they are it's you know. Uh, If you're a certain height, you won't be slam dunking, (laughs) you know, if you're regardless of the circumstance, everything is very, very finite and physical, whereas we are expansive. And examples of this might be um, we've all known of situations where a person may have grown up in a very uh, abusive family. I did not. But there are those that have grown up in an abusive uh, family been told that they can't be this and can't be that, and they're worthless and they won't amount to anything. Their parents might've been drunk and, and verbally abusive, physically abusive, you name it. And yet the person grows up and they end up being philanthropic or, or very uh, giving and great leaders. And uh, they're completely the opposite of the environment that they were raised in. And they are super affluent, all these things. And you wonder, how is that possible? You can't get B from A. You, 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 how, does that, how does that work? And have also known a situation where people were born into a situation of much gifts. They've got a nuclear family that loves them dearly, and they've given all sorts of support and, and advice, encouragement. Every option known to man is given to them, and yet they grow up to be delinquents. We've all seen that. And the point there is we are not what we think we are. There is an essence. There is a spirit, if you will, that has a purpose, that is, has come here for an experience, and that thing won't be denied if you are attuned to it. So if you allow yourself to be in sync with it, you're actually aligned with an unlimited force, which is what we're all connected to and all a part of, that which is source, God, energy, ubiquitous uh, connectivity that we all have to each other. So I would just remind myself that um, you are unlimited, uh, not in an ego sense, I'm not trying to say, oh, you're bigger than everybody, you're going to be so great and all these things, but... You're unlimited. Just be true to what's within, be aligned with it and, uh, no limitations for you.
0: Okay. How, so, Aaron, you've written a book. What's the name of your book? It's called Unbounded Journey to Your Within. Yes. I looked at that title and I said, what do you mean by that? Aaron, what do you, what does this book mean? the world out there. How, what are you trying to tell everybody about it?
1: Well, we live in a world that is um, fixated on division, limitation. When I say division, I mean um, separation from um, the truth. So division comes in all sorts of flavors. It's uh, division from abundance. So you. You're meant to believe that you can't be, uh, and that's nothing to do with race, that too. I mean, there's race, there's nationalism, there's weight, all sorts of things that cause people to be, to feel inadequate and feel divided. But um, the, the journey to your within is the way of becoming aware consciously of your essence. And that's something that takes very deliberate work. Because your essence is something you were born with. You've always had it and you've begun accumulating what I call binders, which are think, which are inhibitors, things that distract or, um, reduce your ability to be exactly who and what you are because they're learned and they're programmed and they come from your family. They come from your social class or neighborhood, the TV, everything you can imagine from the time that you were born, you begin consuming what is perceived to be the right thing to do, the right thing to be, the, the way to behave, whether it's in the sexes, uh, what a man should be and should do, uh, what a woman, uh, your race, uh, your uh, just every single aspect of life is very much constructed. It's a construct. And so you've come into this construct. Well, how do you get back out of that construct and be authentically you and therefore bring more value to yourself? Because you're being who you're supposed to be and how you're supposed to be. And you also bring your 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 uh, very specific gift to the world, which is not found if you're not really yourself. So I guess the whole point is by category, whether it's business, it's family, it's relationships, how do you deduce or look at your patterns and find out what is the real you? So I take a person back through their infancy, childhood, a lot of different scenarios Um, And so that they connect their own dots as to finding themselves, so to speak. Okay,
0: your journey was about finding yourself. You had a a very tough journey finding yourself. Do you care to share a little bit about that journey?
1: Uh, I don't I don't know um, what specific part you're referring to, but um, I wouldn't necessarily characterize my life as. Difficult, and I guess that's ironic because some people read the summary as you did, and you go, that sounds very, very difficult. But, um, I, I, it was filled with decisions, of course. And whenever people, like even from my high school class, would ask, how did you end up doing what you're doing in technology, or how did you write a book, or what, what made you all these different things? And the only differentiator between myself and someone else that doesn't feel that they are extrinsically or, or, you know, um, uh, aware to consciously point to things that they measure as great. And notice I stress those things because it's all measurement. It's all a perspective. But the only difference is I followed my truth, right? I I did not allow conflict. I faced the music, so to speak, right? If if there's a – to not – address your inner truth is far worse than um, being at odds with a boss, a mate, someone that you really respect. Everyone runs from conflict. And I do too. I don't like conflict. It doesn't feel good. But I completely face it when it has to be faced, especially with myself. So I would say the biggest difficulty in my journey is just being wired in a way that naturally focuses on um the truth and being honest with yourself regardless of the cost and that's something that we all face and we all have the ability to be so there are no mega superheroes or you know people tend to look at others and their accolades and they think wow how can I and I want to that's not the case at all you have a huge amount of both value to offer to others and Abundance within yourself, ability to be really happy and really aligned. But it's usually on the other side of you facing something that in your environment seems very tough to face, which is just being the thing that you're supposed to be and, and naturally uh, acknowledging it uh, and not allowing anything to trample that. Yeah, well, that, that's
0: huge. Now, from from your, your book blurb there, it says... Whether you're an executive or just starting out dating or in a long-term partnership, religious or agnostic, your purest essence does not need to be changed. It just needs to be discovered. Does that mean this is all deeply down inside of you, Aaron?
1: That's correct. That's right. Uh, You know, like I mentioned, we, we, we tend to want to be something external and something better, right? We tend to we create uh, heroes and mentors and things. I want to be like that. I want to be like that. That's not to say that there's not good qualities and traits and people of that we esteem that we want to emulate to some degree, but uh, it's far more critical that you understand you. You understand what really makes you tick, and that's really what you know. The objective when you are aligned within you are happier. You have less conflict within. You have less, you know, there are people who have reached out to me. Um, you know, our, our gender reveal for our uh, daughter went super viral, ended up tens of millions of views, Bob Saget show, uh, God rest his soul. But um, all, all that happened. And, and it was, it was based, it was something pretty trivial if you ever go see it. But the point is people of all statures were reaching out. I had, mature middle-aged accountants, people with professional careers, saying, what do you do? Can you teach me? What do you recommend? You know, that kind of thing. And my heart just really sank and went out to people because our most valuable thing we all have, every single human has a single most valuable thing that no one would disagree with, and that is time. Every billionaire gives up all of his money for another month on his life or some period of time, whatever it is to them. But time is everything. And when I have all these people coming at me for just advice for money, all they were seeking is how do I get to that level? It was it was a gender reveal of smoke coming out of the back of my Lamborghini at the time. My wife thought of it. She wanted to get all the men involved in this baby shower. And I had no idea what she was doing. And, and that's what happened. So it ended up going super viral. And I'm getting this, this input. And I'm like, our first question should be, what really makes me tick? What do I enjoy? And we can rewind time way back to when you were five years old, four years old, go way back and deduce, or should I say uh, decrypt yourself as to your essence, ask family members, there's a process. And I go through it in the book, but how do I get to the foundation of what really makes me happy? What really makes me joyful? What are my tendencies and such? And then why don't I back into a career that leverages those things then I'm happy doing what I love sort of thing. But everyone was so formed and the, and the form was, I know that that car or the wealth will bring me happiness. So just show me how to do it. And so many of us are blinded by a perceived outcome. And we just go after the end think not realizing that the end, that the, that the means is actually the ends. You have to actually enjoy it. So, um, I mean, that was a very salient moment for me to realize how naturally blinded and sort of programmed we are by society and what will really make us happy.
0: And, and, and really, uh, you know, yes, it doesn't it matter if you go viral or not. I mean, that, that's the biggest thing people, they want fame, they want glory. There's an old Ukrainian saying that says, be careful what you wish for, it may come true.
1: yes yeah the irony on you saying that i just thought about i've always told my wife that i loathe fame i'm a so i'm an empath which means you're very good at imagining putting yourself in situations being the energy of someone in a given circumstance you can put yourself there and i would always say man i would hate to be famous i mean you you don't have the ability to experience and enjoy simple stuff walking through a park you know, doing things that but that really feel good and relaxing, you don't get to enjoy. It. And when that uh, viral thing happened, it was a bit of a drag and it was nowhere near real fame. It's just a silly clip. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you really have to be thinking and reflective on what really feels good, because actually, I don't think fame does. Fame actually feels good to the ego. Now, the ego mind, I talk a bit about that where the ego mind is based upon constructs. It's based upon things that you have learned, and that you've been, you know, programmed, so to speak, to feel good. Whereas the heart, the heart is the real seat of motivation, and it's actually what is you, or what makes you tick. I shouldn't say is you, but it's what makes you tick in terms of what you deeply enjoy. So, joy associates with the heart. Ego mind associates with things, facets. Uh, aspects that you've been taught, so to speak. So um, it's really a bit of a smoke and mirrors where, and I've heard some of your other guests talk about this, where um, we spend so much time striving after the idea, the construct of things that we've been taught to be so, rather than the actual feeling, the actual essence or energy of of what it takes to be happy. Yeah.
0: yeah. You know, I, I think that's what's important and I think you've hit the nail on the head there. Happiness is what people should strive for. Happiness is, is, is something that they cannot get from from outside. It cannot come from wealth. It cannot come from outside. It actually has to come from inside.
1: Totally. Absolutely correct. And a lot of people will say, well, you say that's true for you, but it wouldn't be for me if I just had that money. <laughs> Everybody thinks the, they'll be different. You know, give me the money, I, then I'll be happy. It's, it's all largely a construct. I think we're all gonna soon, at some point or another, realize whether it's on our own personal journey or maybe all of us collectively. Uh, collectively I, I think that um, you know, we've all had deja vu moments. We've had moments where someone is, their ears were ringing, so to speak, where we've seen this connectivity where well, we know that we're somehow super interrelated um but yet we still think that things are completely physical and i think that's that's where uh journeying to your within will open up you will open you up to a lot of realities about yourself that you know are true but you didn't quite consciously be a, you weren't consciously aware of them and when you become more aware of them your 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 overall vision is is expanded your potential is expanded your capacity to love and be positive expands. It's just, it's a multi-layered effect when we really journey to our within.
0: Yeah. Okay. Aaron, this show is called how to live a fantastic life show. As you know,
1: how do you live a
0: fantastic
1: life? Uh, The first thing I would say is the worst kind of conflict you can possibly have over any relationship, any boss, any, anything else, parents, you name it is to be misaligned with yourself. And misalignment with ourselves is exactly the reason that there's so much conflict in the world. Every disagreement, every problem that one has personally, uh, you know, uh, institutionally, you name it, government-wise, all stems from lack of alignment within. Because when you're unsure and when you're questioning and you're striving for something that is not actually you, you're you're defunct. Right. You, you have you're incapacitated. And so you're more insecure, whether it be about a relationship, friendships, a job, someone else got hired. Maybe they'll get further than me or what. All those things are there. Therein is the conflict when you slow down and when you eventually understand that everything about your life has had purpose and is serving you, even the bad. I know, Dr. Lacken, you've had some experiences that many people say that's atrocious. I would never want to go through that. As I mentioned, some people might think that of me. And in retrospect, I look back at them and I go, oh, that opened up a whole new capacity to appreciate. It has served me in so many ways. The point is, when you journey within and you understand that everything happens for you and that you are actually in control, even when you think you're not, you lose the insecurity and the conflict with others as well. You're absolutely not threatened. So your life is just better on every front. That's just one topic, one aspect of it. So I would just say that um, to to live your best life is to know your personal worth, your purpose. And everybody has a unique one and they they all coexist. It's not about conflict and all these things. It's not you have to lose for someone else to win and vice versa. None of those are actually true. So I I would say um, I, I live my happiest life by being anchored within
0: Oh, Aaron, the time has flown by. We're already at the end. How can people get a copy of your book or find out more about you?
1: You can visit my website. It's uh, AaronMcCormick.com. You can obviously go to Barnes & Noble, where every book happens to be these days. Get my book there as well.
0: Thank you, Aaron. Thank you for sharing your wisdom with us today.
1: Thank you for having me. I appreciate it, Dr. Leica.
0: Okay. Have a fantastic day. You too.